Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Cards Cast, the weekly podcast from Cardinal Authority. I'm senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. The, this week's guest, excited to bring him on, University of Louisville quarterback commit Brock Doman will join us here in a few minutes. We're talking about his decision. He's a guy that's going to be uh, joining the team here in just a matter of days, really going to be arriving on campus on July 5th. So excited to, to kind of get his thoughts behind his decision, uh, his process moving throughout uh, the junior college ranks, trying to find the right fit. Uh, so stick around in a few minutes as we'll bring him on the cards cast here. But but Jody, big day for the 22 class uh, this week as they landed, at, you know, wide receiver uh, Xavier Thomas. We had a, a commitment podcast about that. But uh, there's there's now five members 20 to the 2022 uh, recruiting class for Scott Satterfield and his staff. And when you're thinking about the small class, they're almost appro- approaching the halfway point, really, with a class that maybe 10 to 12 deep. Yeah, I mean, they're almost finished with it. Um, I think, you know, by the end of, uh, you know, by the end of the next, uh, maybe, I don't know, I don't want to say the end of the month, but I'm not, I mean, definitely not by the end of this month since it's tomorrow, but maybe by the end of July, middle of July, I guess maybe before camp starts, I, I think they could be finished pretty much. Um, you know, I mean, if you, if you look, uh, and I'm trying to scramble. I, I had it here on my computer, and it just uh, that screen froze on me here. So I'm going to another screen. If you look at Popeye Williams, um, who's committed, obviously he commit he he tweeted a "Who's next?" kind of thing. Yeah. And and quite honestly, uh, let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven. He's got eleven guys on there. Like who are, who's next? And I think the other six commitments will probably come off of those 11 guys. If you take – so they've got five now. And we consider Bradley Mann a Louisville lean. So if you if you throw him in there as potentially being a sixth man um, and you throw Nate Kariski in there, because I think at some point or another he's going to end up joining the boat uh, as a tight end and him being a seventh guy – um, you know, then you, you, you're talking about running back, um, and you're talking about either, um, you know, Jalen Lucas or they, I think they're hoping for Xavier Townsend. So you throw one of those guys in there that leaves eight. Um, I really think they're going to get, and, and this is kind of a, a crazy one, but I really think they're going to either flip, well, I don't, he, he's committed for baseball, I think, isn't he? Stone Lanton. So yeah. I don't know if that's technically a flip or what, whatever. I think they're either going to – right now I would say they either get Stone Blanton or they flip Caden Turner from Indiana uh, as, a, as a linebacker. That would be nine. Jalen White, I still think they're in there really good with him. That would be ten. And then the 11th one would either be, you know, could they get Jordan Allen um, or Isaac Hamm? You still have, you know, Selah Brown out there that they have been, you know, kind of messing around with and and telling him that, hey, we're, we're seeing how our numbers work out and all that kind of stuff. So those three guys, I mean, sounds like Isaac Ham 
it sounds like uh, there that that's a legit thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, I always just assume he was gonna go to Wisconsin, but it sounds like Louisville, you know, has has a little bit of a of, of a chance there. I, I'm not saying that they're gonna, you know, that they're gonna get him for sure, but uh, but I think they at least have a little bit of a chance. So, Michael, that 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 puts you at 11 right there, and uh, and all those guys I think will make some sort of decision in the next month or so. And you didn't even mention Squirrel. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Didn't I? I mentioned Squirrel. Did you? Okay. Um, yeah. You know, but but yeah. I mean, if, it, if I didn't, if I didn't, then I counted him. If I didn't, I counted him. But I but I, I left him off because yeah, he's another guy that I think. I mean, I don't think they'll take another. I might have left him off, but I don't think they will take another wide receiver unless Squirrel commits to Louisville, and it's either Tennessee or Louisville for him, from what I understand. And then if that happens, then they have to make a decision. You either don't take Nate Kariski or you don't take a defensive lineman at all. Um, you know, another one in this class. So th there's some decisions that have to be made. Yeah, you know, and that's the unfortunate part when you have a, a smaller class, which, you know, that that does, it comes around every few years for basically every college football program because they try to get their numbers straight. And when you do, you know, it makes it difficult. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think they're set at wide receiver unless Squirrel opts for the Cardinals. And I think they jump all over uh, that as well. And, and if you're, and if you're Gunnar Brewer, you have to you know, he's got to be running circles in his office if he ends up with those three wide receivers. Uh, but when you look at him, I, I like where they are at this point. Um, one of the things that I like about uh, what they've got in the in this five so far that they have, obviously we know Popeye Williams is a four-star. Caleb Johnson, the quarterback, commits on the higher end of a three-star. Um, and the other three, when they committed, um, has at, which has been discussed in length on our, on our message boards at Cardinal Authority, were unrated. Um, we've seen offensive lineman Max Cabana receive his ranking from 247 Sports. He's a, a three-star. Um, but to me, when you get those type of situations, it kind of kind of lets you, you know, behind the scenes a little bit or give you a kind of a, a microscope look at how the coaching staff evaluates talent. Um, you know, they're not obviously going by rankings and, you know, who's going to draw the big headlines when they commit. But they're looking to, to make fill positions that they need to fill uh, with the type of talent they think can become difference makers at Louisville. And we, we both saw, you and I both saw Chance Morrow at, uh, at camp a couple weeks ago. Really impressive kid. Obviously, when you got a 6'6 wide receiver, um, 185, and he's going to, you know, even throw on, you know, some more meat on his bones as once he eventually gets to Louisville. I mean, you could tell when he was out there at camp, you know, this kid's got some great hands, obviously great size, a little raw with his route running, but a great addition. And if you watch Xavion Thomas, I mean, you're talking, you know, a two-two Atwell type speed with a lot more, you know, bang, so to speak, a lot more muscle and meat on those bones that can kind of fight through tackles as well. Um, so I like what the I like what the staff is doing. You know, they're going after what the guys they think can be difference makers, and and I'm excited to see where this class uh, continues to twist and turn as they build up. Uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's it's weird when you have such a small class, uh, in and it's just. It's one of those that you have um, – you, you don't have it. this happen very often, um, but it does. And it, this is part reason – a reason of this is uh, how, you know, how bad they were in 2018 and, and all those guys leaving at that point. Um, you know, how, uh, you know, the coaching changeover and, and guys that left. And then you throw in a pandemic – on top of that, and in, in in all the freshmen that they have that are still freshmen, and uh, it, it's just one of those kind of weird, odd things 
uh, that happens. But but they'll walk, they'll work through it, they'll get through it. And uh, I, 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 I do think, I think people have to realize, and I've said this several times, and I don't think people totally understand it, but um, you know, Michael, they've 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 turned guys down. Like like they're being they're being picky with guys that they bring to campus with guys that they want. You know, I mean, you know, you talk about a lot of people, um, you know, look at this, you know, look at uh, Xavier Thomas yesterday and some people say, well, he's not ranked or why would they do that? Why would they do that? Just, just watch the film. Just look at the, yeah. look at what people are saying about him. He's a guy that missed a whole season because of an injury and then played at a high, high level last year but nobody got no no coaches got to get on campus and see. There's a lot of kids out there like him, who are not ranked right now, who are are going to kind of go up, you know, explode for. Well, I hope he doesn't explode, but um, that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna his his recruitment's gonna blow up. I think this, you know, this year, and you know, now you've got him committed. You have to keep him committed, and it, it'll be a it'll be a, a task for the staff to do. Uh, but it's better than not having him committed at all. You know what I mean? So uh, there's a lot of kids like that. It's just a weird year. Absolutely. You know, and obviously we're going to continue to keep it covered like nobody else at Cardinal Authority. You know, we, we talk to the recruits when once they come to camp, once they arrive and they visit and, they, and once they depart from campus, whether it be camps or unofficial visits or official visits, and we'll continue to, to track that. And, you know, if there's any new offers that go out or anybody new that jumps on the radar, you'll certainly be able to find it here uh, at Cardinal Authority. One that we're going to see pretty soon, um, a late addition uh, to the roster, um, is junior college All-American quarterback from Independence Community College, uh, Brock Doman, who we're going to bring on here for him a few moments. And Jody, you and I both have had the, the opportunity to talk to him. You know, he, he kind of really a joy to talk to. It's kind of fascinating to hear his story, which we'll have here in just a moment. But, you know, he's a guy that's going to be here on July 5th um, is going to start immediately competing uh, with the other quarterbacks and really help solidify a depth chart uh, that needed some solidifying. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you 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 have to have a uh, uh, you have to have quarterbacks and you have to have depth at quarterback. And uh, they they needed another body. You know, they've got that body with Luke McCaffrey. They thought, and then uh, after three practices, he was uh, uh, outsville and uh, and and moving on. So they needed another one, and uh, and they picked that up. You know, here with Brock Domain. And I'll tell you what I like about him more than anything is the swagger. Um, you know, just a, a quick story from when I talked to him, but we were just kind of chit-chatting at the end. And I said, uh, I said, you know, hey, I was explaining to him, I said, you know, I'll, I'll get to see you a little bit because I do sideline on the radio. And, and, you know, I said, hopefully, you know, hopefully I'll get to talk to you because I usually talk to like, you know, player of the game or whatever. And he just said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a few times. Don't worry. And I was like, whoa, okay. Now, I like this. Uh, I like the swagger from the kid. But if you watch his film, He's got swagger on the field. He's got swagger coming off the field. This is a kid that that uh, that I'm I'm really excited to see uh, what uh, he can do uh, uh, with Pete Thomas and Scott Satterfield in in this system. You know, I was told um, right away, like like this year. You know, he's not a guy that he doesn't have to start, which is a good thing. He's not a guy that would come in and be just ready to take over a starting job. But that when they saw him work out, what they've seen, what they've felt, you know, they are very comfortable that if something happens, knock, knock on wood, that nothing happens. But if something happens to, you know, Malik or Evan, that, that Brock can be a guy 
that definitely comes in and, uh, and, and finishes up things for, for this team and uh, uh, be able to finish a game out if he has to or, you know, come in for a couple of series here or there or whatever. They're very confident that they got a guy who, uh, who can help them right away. Yeah, yeah, out of high school, Colorado Springs, Colorado product, went to Ventura College, then he uh, you know, went to a four-year school at Campbell, uh, where you know, he's redshirted the year and then decided to make the decision to go back to junior college. And, you know, and it's all basically because he was determined uh, to prove his worth and, and didn't want to just be a career backup or just a junior college guy, but wanted to show that he could become a Power 5 guy. And now he's got that chance. So I'm really excited to talk to him. And before we do that, let me remind you to check us out on Facebook. Go, go on Facebook, search Cardinal Authority. Give us a like and a follow. You'll still see all the content that we produce, whether it be recruiting, team news. You'll also get plenty of ACC and national news as well. So, yeah, go to Facebook and search for Cardinal Authority and give us a like and follow there. And obviously, it's, it, it, if you want to make sure you get the commitment news as it happens, uh, go to our homepage and sign up for the free Cardinal Authority text alerts, and you'll get uh, right on your phone as the commitment happens. You'll get it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Excited to bring in our guest to the Cards Cast this week. New University of Louisville commit quarterback Brock Doman stepping into the Cards Cast. Uh, Brock, appreciate you taking some time and joining us here in the podcast. Yeah, man, excited to be on. Um, Want to cover a lot of topics uh, with you, uh, you know, talk a little about your junior college experience, your your commitment to Louisville. Um, but before we, I guess, before we get to all that, as well as uh, the decision, um, you had an opportunity to work out at UCLA and work out at Louisville before you started figuring out where you wanted to go. Uh, what, were the, what was the experiences like both working out at UCLA and working out at the University of Louisville? Yeah, so UCLA was a very unique opportunity to uh, throw in front of Chip Kelly, a uh, a legendary coach that I look up to a lot. Um, you know, being in those facilities was just so surreal and it was really just a dream come true uh, for the opportunity. And I really think it prepared me for Louisville. Um, yeah. Throwing in front of a school like that, I uh, definitely have to have complete and total faith in yourself and have to just go out and, and and throw the ball like you know you can, but it's it's definitely a pressure situation. So it was great to get that experience before Louisville. I felt uh, a lot more prepared for Louisville. And honestly, Coach Pete Thomas, the, the QB coach, made it so easy. You know, he, he really instilled his belief in me. And when you, when you feel like someone wants to see you succeed, it's such a different feeling and it really allows you to just let loose and let it rip. That's cool. So I, I knew from the workout alone, you know, not even seeing the facilities yet and, and me and the other coaches, there was something special at Louisville because, you know, my, my journey has taken me many places, but if there's one thing that I know, is very important to me is 
someone seeing my value. So I really felt like Louisville saw my value like I see myself. And so I knew we would be a good match. That's awesome. Um, what was, I assume when you worked out for Louisville, you were throwing back and forth with Coach Thomas, right? He had two assistant coaches um, that were catching for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and yep. as, as you're working out, what kind of feedback was he was he given on, on your throw and that kind of stuff? Well, actually, we were talking about different concepts of the routes that we were running. And what's really unique is my offensive coordinator at Independence was a GA at um, Appalachian State when Coach Satterfield was the head coach at Appalachian State. Oh, nice. So we actually ran very similar offenses, um, same terminology. And that's um, such a, in my opinion, God-ordained thing that I went to Independence and ran the offense that now I'm going to be running at Louisville. So we were talking about that, which obviously got him fired up because the transition process will be that much easier for me. And we were just, you know, having – regular conversation and getting to know each other and talking ball and um, the vibes were very high. Uh, you know, everyone was joking and laughing with each other. The, the coaches are very tight knit. I can tell that they got great relationships, which is really important. Um, so yeah, honestly, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big guy that uh, looks at the vibe of the room and, and analyzes that. And I, I felt felt this like confident loose vibe that day from the coaching staff and that allowed me to um, be more myself um as you mentioned uh, you're coming from independence community college uh what's the experience been like there i mean you you, you garnered some all-american honors of your from, from your performance there what was that uh, that year for you there at independence like you know it was it was so special because of how many different things changed um, so I got recruited there by a coach that was there for like, I think five or six days before he left for Boise State. Wow. So we got a brand new head coach, like right when I got there. And then a week after that, got a brand new OC and offense or OC and quarterback coach. Wow. So the guys that brought me in were out within you know, a week and a half to two weeks of when I was there. And it was actually such a blessing in disguise um, because a completely new offense came in and offense more suited for my level of play, my style of play, yeah. excuse me. And so that was very unique, very challenging, um, putting in a new offense like three weeks before the season. You know, that's not easy to do. And, you know, Juco's just tough. Um, you're, you got a bunch of guys that are wanting to get exposure and, and get film so they can eventually go to a Division One program. And so it's very hard to build culture, right? So that was a unique part is, is getting guys to buy into um, each other. And uh, I thought we did a, a really good job for what the circumstances presented themselves as and it was so fun. You know, I, I met some lifelong friends and um, I just, my favorite part is how much I grew as a man. Um, I really learned how to win a starting job. You know, there's eight quarterbacks there when I first started and, you know, the season ended with three quarterbacks wow. and 
having to just compete my butt off. And, you know, I started as the fifth string coming in just because, you know, naturally anywhere you go, you, they, they're going to start you at the bottom of the totem pole until you prove yourself. Right. So um, it was just, it was amazing opportunity to bet on myself and to be 10 toes down. And, um, you know, I think I learned a lot of things that are going to help me out at Louisville. You know, I'm going to come in, compete my butt off, not focus on the depth chart, just focus on executing in practice and, and um, being a great practice player first. You know, I think there's a lot of guys that just think they're gamers and want to turn it on in the game. Well, you're not going to get put in the game until you're a great practice player. So learning that was, I think, extremely important. And um, just my development from week one to week seven was um, pretty, pretty big in my eyes of just comfortability in the pocket to, um, you know, making reads quicker. Um, just there's, there's nothing like game experience. So just being able to play, you know, my off season for this Cardinal season was a season, which is crazy. <laughs> so um, I, I feel very prepared for this upcoming fall just because I've already had the pads on a lot. Um, so I think that it was the perfect situation for me, to be honest. Awesome. Yeah, threw for just over 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns and in six games at Independence. You're a, you're a native of Colorado Springs, Colorado. A lot of success on the high school level at Pine Creek. Uh, you know, I think threw for over 6,000 yards or 4,000 yards. Um, you also rushed for over 1,200 yards. Um, so it sounds like you could do a little bit, not, not just with your arm, but with your legs as well. Is that still a strong suit for you? Or do you consider yourself more of a, a pro type quarterback? I really just consider myself a playmaker. Nice. So if I got to pass it, I'm going to pass it. If I got to run for the first down or a touchdown, um, I love to do that as well. I think that the quarterback position has evolved into, you got to be able to do both. You can't be, you can't just be a runner and you can't just be a passer. So, you know, doing whatever it takes uh, to move the chains. That's what I'm about. Awesome. And, you know, I, when I was younger, I was definitely a pocket passer. Um, you know, I always, I always would play up with my brother, play up a grade. So I was always the little guy. Um, so I definitely was a pocket passer, but when I got into high school and, I was a little older and playing guys my age, I definitely became um, – I, I, I loved growing into the role of being a threat in the run. And then I, um, you know, brought that to my game in college. And so, yeah, I, I don't really put myself in a box of a pro style or a dual threat. I just, just want to make plays. You got to do what you got to do. That's right. Um, yeah. Right out of high school, you went to Ventura. Um, then you ended up going to, to Campbell for a year where, where you didn't play before getting an independence. Uh, what's, what's, I guess, what was that like, you know, as you're moving around looking for that right fit for you? You know, I, I knew, I knew I could play ball at a high level. Yeah. But I also knew that I needed development and I wasn't a guy that, right out of high school would have been ready for this opportunity. You know, an 18 year old Brock, um, you know, that, that guy wasn't a power five quarterback. And at the time I thought I was, don't get me wrong. You know, I, out of high school, I, you know, I thought I was ready for that, but 
honestly taking myself through juco twice it really it really made me be extremely real with myself of where i'm at and it really made me just focus on the process of getting better and developing i developed my arm strength a lot in in college um i hit the weight room a lot in college just developing as a man emotionally like being able to deal with the crazy roller coaster of emotions that you feel in a football game. Yeah. All those things um, I needed to develop in. And so honestly, like looking back on my journey, I, I see it as necessary. Um, I see, I don't see it as a mistake. I don't see it as I was overlooked or all this stuff. I see it as, you know, out of high school, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be a part of three state championship teams and, and learn how to win and learn how to be a, a an extreme competitor, but I think physically I needed to um, get up to par and then also emotionally as a man, you know, become unattached to football. You know, when you're in junior college and you don't know if that scholarship's coming or not, you really have to unattach yourself as a football player and really um, find who you are as a man. Mm. And I think that's so important because I'm not, you know, I'm not a Cardinal quarterback. In my eyes, I am Brock Doman, who decides to accept a scholarship to the University of Louisville to play quarterback. You know, it's a big difference. It's not it's not having your whole identity wrapped in being a football player. And um, that's extremely important because then you don't ride the highs and you don't ride the lows. You, you stay neutral and you just focus on the process. So, you know, I've learned so much through my experiences and, and through a lot of failure. You know, a lot of like, hey, you're not good enough. Hey, we like this guy better. Hey, like, you know, maybe maybe this isn't the place for you. You know, it, it was a lot of trial and error. And that is how successful people end up succeeding and end up getting a scholarship to Louisville is I was just willing to accept the failures and accept the embarrassment of you know it, it wasn't easy going back to juco as an older guy in juco you know that's kind of embarrassing you know and 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 so i've been humbled humbled many times and yet there's this still deep confidence in me that knows that i can thrive at the highest level of college football it's and so amazing. i'm so thankful that i got that i get this opportunity yeah it's amazing what failures will, will do to you if you if you learn to grow from them, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, no, failure is necessary. Yeah. Uh, when, when you're not on the field, when when you're not you know in the weight room or whatever, what, what what does Brock Doman do for fun? What you know when you're relaxing, your chill time? What what do you do for fun? I'm a big family guy. Nice. Love love hanging out with my family. I have two amazing siblings um, that are my best friends. Um, I love to play ping pong. Really? I love, yeah. <laughs> um, I love a good lake day boating. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about, I'm all, I'm all about the vibes, man. So if, if I'm with, if I'm with people that elevate me to a state of, of joy or peace or, you know, deep love between each other. Like that's who I want to be around. So I'm, I'm just high on either grinding and doing something productive to better myself, 
um, for, for football or to be chilling with people that make me feel really good and make me feel loved. That's, That's awesome. what I'm about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you're going to be here pretty soon. July 5th is arrival day, right? Yes, sir. You know, what's, what's, gonna, what's, I mean, since you've had experiences going around to different schools, what, what do you anticipate um, your first day on campus? And you've got three, three years left of eligibility left as well, which is, which is huge. But what do you expect that, I guess, that first arrival to be like and, and, and getting acclimated uh, to your new school? I see it as super exciting. I see it as a little nerve wracking naturally. Yeah. Um, you know, having to learn everyone's names is, is not an easy task when there's like a hundred people on a team. <laughs> um, so definitely want to attack just learning people's names first and foremost and um, getting connected in. Nice. And I just see it as a dream coming true. To be honest, this is such an amazing opportunity and I'm going to be a guy regardless of circumstances that's going to have a big smile on his face every day because I, uh, you know, there's, there was times that I thought this was never going to come. So the fact that it, it did and that God blessed me with this opportunity, you know, I'm just going to be a dude that soaks it up, just uses the heck out of the resources there with, with the training staff and the facilities, um, you know, just a man that's going to be focused on the process and really just did what I did, did what I do to get to this point. You know, I th think that to not get away from what got me to this point. You know, I think a lot of people get to their dreams and then they forget how they got there and the dedication it took. So my goal is just to keep, keep consistent with what I do behind closed doors that makes me successful. That's fantastic. Um, I look forward to, you know, once I guess you guys get throwing and stuff, to be an opportunity to come out and, and see you throw and work with the other quarterbacks and stuff. So, but again, congratulations on, uh, on your decision and, uh, and appreciate your time joining us here in the Cards Cast. Yes, sir. Anytime, my man. Again, thank you, Brock Dolman, for joining us here in the Cards Cast. I think, you know, Fantastic interview. Great insight from him. Really, you know, kind of gave us the, the whole behind the scenes, in-depth, you know, thoughts of, of uh, throughout his uh, career. So I appreciate him joining us here in the CardCast and really looking forward to um, getting to meet him once he gets on campus and, and see the impact that he can have on the quarterback uh, depth chart, which, again, is going to happen pretty soon. He's going to be arriving uh, July 5th, so early next, early next month and get right after it. Of course, most of the focus now is on the 2022 class. And shifting a little bit towards the 23 class, since this current recruiting class for Louisville is going to be a smaller one, 10 to 12 uh, deep. So there's obviously a lot of focus and relationship building in that whole process with the 2023 class. And we're going to continue to keep both of them heavily covered at Cardinal Authority and keep getting uh, insight, crystal balls, and so much more at Cardinal Authority. So keep clicking uh, throughout, uh, and we'll continue to keep you updated as things happen. This has been the CardCast for Jody Demling. I'm Michael McCammon. Stay clicking at cardinalauthority.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 